Welcome to Theory of Conspiracy. A couple of northern lads from the UK discuss plots, cover-ups, and the unexplainable. Hi, I'm Andy the Skeptic. Hello, I'm Carlos. I believe. If you would like to support the podcast, please talk about this with your friends or give us a review on iTunes. You can comment or contribute at TheoConPod. That's at T-H-E-O-C-O-N-P-O-D. Or check the link in the podcast description. I'm going to start recording because that way I can get bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> you can never foresee the, the future, can you? Carlos, are you doing star jumps because it's way too clicky at your end, man? <laughs> oh, mate, is it? Sounds like you're unwrapping a Werther's original. <laughs> I think it was just my mic must be there uh, because I've got a hoodie on. Right. Now I've just got a t-shirt I'm fucking freezing now, you bastards. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a tight fuck. I'm not putting the heat on. Just put a hoodie on, I'm fine. Oh, but yeah, well, just, well summer's not. nearly here. Don't, don't break now. You've not had the heating on all winter. Uh, yeah. Schneider. Phil Schneider. <laughs> I like the name Phil Schneider. I got a feeling I could just have dropped off and dial in tomorrow you two still be chatting <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those where you just you start off on on the, the the secret basis and you can literally go from that to another topic and it just free it just free flows very easily <laughs> naked, naked streaming on twitch eh? oh yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're allowed to do that carlos so stop trying yeah. to suggest it all the time <laughs> every week you suggest it <laughs> Don't forget you can leave us a review on iTunes and we will mention it on the show, or send us an audio message to get your voice on air. You can ask us or say anything you like. Check out the links on our social media for our merch store. Each purchase will contribute 50 pence towards supporting the podcast. Also subscribing to our YouTube and Twitch channels, or sharing this podcast with friends is very much appreciated. Welcome back. Or if it's your first time here, thanks for stopping by. This is Season 2, Episode 5, and we have another guest episode, and we discuss secret underground bases. In the intro, I asked the guests three questions, and the score is actually 9 out of 10 and not 6 out of 10, as I mentioned, making our guest the highest scoring guest we've ever had, which almost rivals Carlos, so make of that what you will. Don't forget to check out Facebook for our competition. And it's about time we had another review or listener audio clip we could play on the podcast. So send us your questions via audio on our Facebook or Instagram channels. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. Listen up. This is the main bit. Hi, it's the 5th of March 2021. And we'd like to welcome our special guest for this episode. Some people say he uses bitcoins for toilet paper and that he's privy to the personal travel plans of Her Royal Highness. All we know is we need to conduct a Theocon litmus test. So I have three yes or no questions so the listener can gauge your tinfoil hat rating on a scale of 0 to 10. So yes or no, was 9-11 an inside job? Yes. Ooh. Did we land on the moon? No. Do you believe aliens in spaceships have visited the Earth? Yes. Interesting, interesting, I like that. You've scored 6 out of 10. So with that tinfoil hat rating, and bearing in mind that according to the recent stats, this podcast literally gets three listeners per week, 
Do you want to tell us who you are and what you do, or would you rather remain anonymous? Um, I'll just say my name is Jonesy. Can you tell us something interesting about yourself that, that no one or only a few people might know about you? Um, and nothing. I'm a Twitch streamer. Probably the best thing. You're a Twitch streamer. All right, yep. cool. Well done. So are we. And, uh, and that's not how we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right, so this this week's topic is Secret Underground Bases. Uh, I might have to shorten the title of that because it's quite long. All right, so, well, Jonesy, right? And this is one I've not really looked into until literally uh, an hour before the uh, before we started recording where I got 10 minutes between doing the dishes and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, between doing the dishes and getting ready to come and record the podcast. Um, so yeah, the Walmart stuff. What's the what's the Walmart stuff all about? I've literally seen a two three minute video on it. So um, there was a major military exercise in America where um, it, it was a bit of a weird one, really. All these WalMarts started closing. Um, f- with the under the premise that they were doing emergency sewer works, um, and plumbing was, or something, wasn't it? It was plumbing, said. and they yeah. closed five of them at short notice. And the rumor was that it was because these WalMarts were the entrances to a massive underground complex for the military, and it all coincided with a particular exercise that was taking place where basically the, the U.S. military had to try and hide in plain sight, um, and it was just massive, jade something it was called. Right, and it seemed to coincide with that, and all these rumours. There was supposed eyewitnesses saying that, yeah, they'd seen the entrances in these five WalMarts. Somebody superimposed the WalMarts location on a map, um, and it matched. I saw perfect- that. Yeah, it matched perfectly to where this exercise was taking place, and people were just putting two and two to. Um, for me, did it happen? I don't think it did. I, for instance, that video that we watch it all depends on the scale when you say secret underground bases every country yeah. in the world from experience as well as from experience every country has um underground facilities yeah for wartime for planning definitely i mean a yeah. lot of them are public knowledge as well you can even oh, yeah. go and tour some of them can't yeah. you yeah they, they are especially especially europe europe's got loads of underground cities europe during the obviously yeah. like you just mentioned during world war Two or after yeah, world we, war Two. I mean, in this country alone I, I, we've got plenty of underground facilities and it just makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, you know, safest place for an attack and to keep things running military-wise is an underground, underground base. But that small scale, we're not talking about in this country monstrous complexes where you could fit thousands of people in. They are quite, they are quite small uh, and I've been in a, a couple of them. But f- the, the scale that... So, for instance, that video with Jesse Ventura where he's driving down the road and he drives into that underground complex. That yeah. is absolute rubbish. The reason being is if if a government or a state were going to build something of that scale, they wouldn't have the back doors open so he could just drive in. It's, it would be... <laughs> it, it, would be it, it would be... Accessed by a main road. It was right past it. I'll, yeah, tell you what, yeah. I'll tell you exactly what that was after watching the video a couple of times. On the other... So... I'll give you an example. In Salisbury, the government have just approved a tunnel to go past Stonehenge to um, yeah. 
to, to keep Stonehenge serene and quiet for visitors. What yeah. that what you saw there is the entrance to an underground car park, and on the other side of that ridge is a shopping centre. Because what you mm. saw in that video were the back entrances to the units. There was even a picnic bench and umbrella in one of the scenes. Yeah, yeah. That's you're not going to find that in a secret military complex. No. What they done is they built the me, car park to go. hide it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that looked very similar, very, very similar to if anyone knows Warrington. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, you, well, you you know it. I don't know if Carl's has been, but Warrington in the middle. I know of a couple of landmarks, but not so many places. Yeah, in the middle of Warrington is Golden Square Shopping Centre, and uh, the in the centre is uh, there's a little area where there's they put stuff on. They put like uh, concerts, little mini concerts on. It's not a massive area. It's it's called a fish market, an outdoor fish market. But there's a it's a really old fashioned pub, and then there's like a horseshoe shaped shopping centre. And um, my mum used to work in that pub and they would park that underneath the shopping centre. And I, I've been in there in the, in the car a couple of times and it, it, it was very, very similar to what you saw on that Jesse Ventura. It was literally, you know, like they've got Argos in the shopping centre. They've got uh, 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 WH Smith and, you, and literally you would go past and you'd see a number. Some were just numbers. And some were like, no, this is, you know, this is Argos. So that the van driver pulled up at the right door and he unloaded all the Argos stuff so that they could take it upstairs and then sell it. And it, it looked very similar to that. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you because, the, I mean, the Jesse thing, a, a friend put me onto that and I've been meaning to watch it for ages. And then when this subject came up, I mentioned that. And, and that, that I, I probably watched that at the same time you watched it, Jonesy, you know, just, just this last couple of weeks. When yeah. we when we when we decided to record it, and I was like, "Oh, ninety five percent of that is." I mean, what was interesting was that massive house they were building and the size of it, and they mm-hmm. compared it to some of the other buildings. But that's some sort of billionaire that's building some sort of getaway in the mountains. I can yeah. understand why it's so big and stuff. So I'm not that surprised. But then his his mate starts going in them tunnels, doesn't he? Did you see that bit? Yeah. Whereas his mates, but you couldn't call them tunnels. They, they were they were more like caves. They were very narrow. It's not like you could they hide were, military was, in there or anything. It, they were just yeah. natural little formations, weren't they? It was the, the the key to it all was the fact that all the doors were open, and they weren't even hiding the fact that it was there. There was delivery trucks <laughs> going in and out, uh, and yeah. just some of the random stuff. It was. I mean, I'm not denying. I mean, we know for a fact that. The U.S. military have got the most money to spend, and NORAD itself is in a mountain. It's underground, yeah. and because it makes sense in time of war, you want all your military yeah. establishments to still be standing. Yeah. So it makes sense to have that. But if a government is going to spend that the same, sorry, sorry, Joe, sorry, is, go, is go. that the same? Is that the same as Cheyenne Mountain, the way is, NORAD yeah. is, or is that it another is. one? Is it the no. same one? It's in the Cheyenne yeah. Mountain Range. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a case of the, the government. Famous by Stargate. Yeah. It's the one they always show at the front of Stargate. Yeah, yeah. If a government's going to spend that much money building an underground facility, they're not going to have it on a show with the back doors open. It's going to be... No, you know. You know. I sometimes think when the government show all these uh, documentaries or these uh, podcasts talk about underground worlds under Walmart, for example, it's like they're creating an anom- anomaly. It's like... They show you that, so it's like it's the opposite side they're looking at. Because these probably underground places do uh, do exist, 
but it's probably not for military. It could be one in, in case of, because uh, especially in America, they have lots of these uh, twisters and hurricane seasons where uh, civilians can get underground just in case, or dare I say, if there's a some kind of pandemic and you need to go underground for probably somewhere for like a, a couple of weeks or a month or so. But yeah, I always look at these underground places, where, especially when they're under... Um, say supermarkets where there's probably the footfall in these places are probably tens of yeah, thousands yeah. and left not hundreds of thousands of people you don't you want a place where it's probably uh you're not going to think it's like you could have it under an airport where it's probably very well guarded that i'd probably believe under under airports because it's, yeah. it's very guarded where supermarkets you've got people working night shift day shift lorry drivers cleaners they're going to come across all this stuff so yeah, I sometimes think it could be some kind of an anomaly. Yeah, the Walmart places were actually shut though, Carlos, and they never reopened. That's yeah. the mystery around it. Now maybe they shut because of profit reasons or something, and it, yeah. maybe the building was condemned. It's coincidence. I don't know how close together all five ha- actually happened. Because uh, if they all interlink with each other, kind yeah, of thing. Because yeah. if they're all within a radius of say uh, five mile radius. Well, that it no, could be they're not. It, no, the, the, okay. the, the spread the with the spread from Florida, which is on the east side, uh, right all the way over to the west, like yeah, California. They're not even, they're, yeah, they're not even in a straight line. They're sort yeah. of like dotted. But but what they did, what the the image I saw, and I'll probably share this on the Facebook or the Twitter, um, is that um, they they also saying there's these massive underground tunnels. Now, according to this map, there's a lot of very straight tunnels under America that are two thousand miles long, because that's the sort of lines that were drawn on this map. So I don't what? know how real that is. And how achievable is that? Florida, uh, engineering Florida, is, so. Oh, you could do it. You could do it, no doubt, with modern day technology. You know, we have these machines that can bore. Bore, and- yeah. They burrow through, and they behind them they actually put up all the concrete and reinforcement as they go along. So it's possible. It's slow. It's possible, uh, and I think we'll come on to something else in a minute. You know, may, you know, maybe there's technologies we don't know about. I'm, I know you're going to say that, Carlos. But, <laughs> uh, so it's possible, but I would question Florida. Actually, if you've ever been to Florida? It's very marshy. Is there actually? Is there? Is there enough? stable rock under there to actually have a tunnel system i it's, would question that i think the florida america yeah. they do have the, the money to waste on that sort of project <laughs> but the question is as carlos was saying then uh perfect he, he's right with the example of he doesn't necessarily have to be military so in the arctic circle in norway you've got that seed vault that's been built yeah solely so should should the proverbial hit the fan all the seeds of the world you know different plants are they're going to survive in this special vault that's really well guarded oh i uh, heard about that yeah yeah because basically in case of a new an asteroid hit us and completely yeah. killed us so we could uh, refertilize the planet again basically yeah so a there's bit some... like the greenland film that with yes yes a bit like greenland yeah okay. there's something seed vault it's called and if you google it, it's a weird looking thing but that would make sense and that sort of thing but as I was saying earlier on with America, why would you keep something like that secret? Because we know NORAD exists, and if you're going to spend that much money, because don't forget, before 9-11, it was discovered that the Pentagon was missing something like a trillion dollars. 
Now that was roughly around the time when the these tunnels came to light, you know, the, the Walmart ones. Yeah. So there's a trillion dollars been spent somewhere and nobody knows on what. But the thing is, if you're going to build a complex um, that's going to keep everybody alive, you you need to keep it quiet because surely that makes good sense. And you're going to look good if you tell the world, oh, yeah, we produce this network of tunnels, so we're all good. It's it's a win-win situation. But yeah. my theory, I've, I've come to my theory as to where I think something like that exists in a bit because um, right. I've been thinking quite quite hard about different stories about a particular location and I think that's where it exists if you get what I mean all right cool yeah, yeah like just that. just to finish just to finish America off then so we would love when to do I that. Wa- <laughs> when, when I uh, when I watched it when I when I watched the the, the three minute video um uh, I just I think I just googled it and there was a just it, I think it only took me like two three minutes to read it was a short article and it was a guy and he was basically saying yeah there's these tunnels Walmart blah 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 and he was he sort of said right at the top look this is just speculation it's for fun these aren't facts you know it's just it's just a theory but he did say look if this was the military right you would either know about it like the Cheyenne stuff you know it's guarded you you're not going to get in you can see it you know about it you know the location or it would be that top secret that you just you wouldn't know where how to find it where to find it and how to get in it's not going to be a building that if that's guarded apparently these these walmarts are guarded by a couple of police but you could overwhelm them and get in and go yeah the only bit where it starts gets my sort of uh brain going and obviously i'm sure conspiracy especially jesse ventura because he's a big conspiracy guy especially on 9 11 unless these walmart have uncovered an entry to something and it's like i understand that they, they literally they're not spaced uh literally within a certain radius they could be spaced all over the place but sometimes they could have discovered uh how many times have uh these buildings or houses uh, been built on top of uh, old land and they've discovered they've got like a, an underground world underneath them. So unless it, they've, they've uncovered something. Funny you should say that, but have you heard of the Dering, Dering Kuyu uh, tunnels in Turkey? Near, yes. If you, if you, yeah. yeah, yeah. So It, it could um, fit about 20,000 people in there, couldn't it? Exactly. 20,000 people. Uh, it goes down 60 metres. It's got its own running water, internal running water source. They can seal it off from the inside. Loads of different theories. That was only rediscovered quite recently in the 1960s when a local man stumbled across some tunnels while renovating his house. Correct. That was designed for, I think they designed it when the, uh, I think it was the Ottoman Empire were invading so they could just sort of hide away and just, and they could literally survive because they had buildings in there where they could keep uh, cattle and uh, livestock, couldn't they? And they literally had, had uh, airway, yeah. like um, some kind of, it's not air conditioning, but they had some kind of like system where you can let the air. Yeah, ventilation, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. So yeah, and that, how old is that? Is that about a couple of thousand years old, was it, something? Eighth century BC. Well, yeah, as you look at 3,000 years, 3,000 years ago. I mean, there was churches in there, and I think they knew that the churches came later on and stuff like that. So it's been, it, they sort of said it's been used by... I don't know when it sort of got lost, uh, but yeah, apparently it was only rediscovered in the 1960s. It's like uh, civilizations move on, don't they, really? So they sort of move from... Because yeah. uh, back then, you go where the where there's water and where the livestock is, don't you? That's where that's what civilization yeah. is... Um, that's where they all live. But that's what I'm thinking True. is the war mats could be something to do with 
they may have discovered something, but not into it might not be military based, but they've they've uncovered something and they don't know what it is and they've sort of isolated yeah. these certain stores. I'll come on to my theory about where I think if they were going to build something like a doomsday sort of complex, because military complexes, I don't think they would keep them that secret because there's no need to, because it's just common practice for, I would imagine every civilized country in the world has a, an underground yeah. military complex or two. But when it comes to a doomsday complex, um, so the people with the tech to see if, say we've got some sort of killer asteroid on the way that's going to wipe out the earth. Yeah. The people with the right tech for that would be the government. The United States government would have, and they would be able to keep it secret if that was going to happen. And I think the reason they would keep it secret is because of the anarchy that it would cause. If they suddenly announced, oh, yeah, in 10 years' time, we're going to have a monstrous asteroid hit the Earth, the the chaos that would ensue. So they'd have to keep it secret. So what they would do is then they they would build, and they've got a crazy amount of money missing. So they would then build a base. Now, if Hollywood's anything to go by, everything hits America. So, um, uh, or, or, or that, Paris, or that, Paris or London, yeah, or Paris yeah. or London. Yeah. So anywhere with a really good, really famous landmark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that they would obviously build something that's less likely to get hit. Now, any co- any complex that you're going to build of that scale, you're going to need not just the complex itself, but you need fresh water. To, to keep everybody alive for God knows how long. And you're talking, you could have thousands and thousands needing fresh water and food and clean air and so on. And the best place on earth for that is Antarctica. Because there's a lot of rumours and stories and theories that there is entrances. People seem to think it's entrances to an underground world, as in that hollow earth theory and stuff. But I don't think it's that anything that crazy. I think that would be the ideal place to build something on that scale because of the facilities, you've got an abundant source of clean water. I mean, we're talking ice sheets of fresh water that are miles thick, um, clean air. The chance of anything hitting that area compared to the rest of the world is really slim. So that's where you're going to plough your money. And if you if you look online and Google it, you'll find that for some reason, mysteriously, a lot of very high level people in the world have visited Antarctica under secrecy. Um, it's not been declared why they did it. And even the Pope and some of the top world's religious leaders have been to Antarctica for no reason at all. And I think it's because they're looking at this facility. So that is my theory. I think that's where it is. I think it's Antarctica is the perfect location for something of that scale to be built. Uh, I read something on this many, many, many years ago. as a famous uh, uh, American general uh, called Richard E. Bird. I think he travelled there in 1947 to look did, for yeah, undergr- underground bases in Antarctica. And uh, I think the it was called Operation High Jump. I think that's what it's called. Investigation looking for underground worlds uh, to sort of... And it, exactly what you just said is sort of like they were looking for entrances to places, but there was already people there inhabited, uh, inhabiting it. Uh, that's what they said. They could have been the Nazi intelligence going there because you are 100% correct. Apparently, the, the ground is so fertile there. You just throw a seed on the floor and it will just flourish. So what you said makes 100% uh, is, yeah, makes sense. I thought because... it was all covered in snow. Well, it's, it's, there's areas that aren't. There's, there's, it's lush. I mean, this, this US general that took a fleet over to inspect it 
they took pictures of areas of the Antarctic with no snow. And that you can look at the pictures online and some of it is like lush. And they reckon underneath the snow, because it never used to have ice on it, um, they've done core samples and found that underneath on the rock and that. Did you ever see that story about the map that was created, the Antarctic um, yes, and this map uh, about five hundred years about five hundred years ago it was, wasn't it? And yeah, how did they know? Because we didn't even discover Antarctica until about 150, 200 years ago. So how yeah. did this guy have these maps? And this map has the rock, not the snow. So it's a map of Antarctica without the ice. And it's like, how did that happen? Um, but yeah, the, the guy went, didn't he? And he? They took photographs and aerial footage of areas of the Antarctic that were lush and green. But once that kicked off, the conspiracy came out that, oh yeah, there's an underground world of people living there. And I don't think that was the case. They were looking for Nazis originally because for some reason Hitler had visited it a lot as well. And they, I think they were, they were going to see why Hitler was visiting the Antarctic because they were worried that he was building some sort of base there himself or he was going to launch attacks from Antarctica and head, and head north from there really because it's the perfect jumping spot. Um, so that's what they were looking for. Carlos thinks he's in Argentina, so that's the closest. <laughs> well, but the, 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 the Antarctic, and that's why a lot of these, because uh, the the rule of thumb is uh, the closer the country which is closer to Antarctica, they take a, a bigger piece of the pie. So Chile is technically the closest country to Antarctica, so they got a bigger slice of the pie. This could be one of the reasons why England fights so much over the Falkland Islands because Falkland is quite close to Antarctica. So they get a big chunk of the pie because if you look at the um, how Antarctica is split up into countries, every country is overlapping each other. So in theory, everybody's going to start fighting for land grab. But the the key to it is that's going to be uh, once we run out of resources on this planet. If we believe the way um, climate change, if you believe climate change, then Antarctica is going to be where we get our fresh water, fertile land, and literally where we have to survive as a species. That's why a lot of these people, like uh, Jones has just said, are going to Antarctica because there could have been civilizations which were there hundreds and hundreds, sorry, sorry probably thousands and thousands of years ago, which uh, it was all iced over, and now we're trying to sort of recreate their technology because that's the... Wait a, uh, minute. The... Wait a minute, Carlos, right? Is this why you won't put your heating on because you're acclimatising yourself to go and live in Antarctica? <laughs> <laughs> no, reason? not that. No, no, it's because I'm a tight bastard. That's what it is. <laughs> but um, oh, no, it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting subject that uh, so uh, what you brought up there, Jones, because it does lead to and the conspiracy uh, forums and documentaries and podcasts do talk about lots and lots and lots of underground bases based in Antarctica. They do talk yeah. about that. Well, one way you can test the theory is if you go onto Google Earth and try and zoom in on certain areas of Antarctica, they're purposely blurred out. Now, that can happen at the request of certain governments. So, for instance, in when the Afghan war was was in its you know in its heyday when it was big, all the UK military establishments, so you're talking Camp Bastion, Kandahar, and so on, they were blurred out on Google Earth so that terrorists basically taliban couldn't plan attacks using yep. aerial footage so and if you at the request of any government you can you can have that happen um 
So, but yeah, there's certain areas of Antarctica that are blurred out. You cannot see what's there. Gosh, Nick's always sending me pictures of Antarctica to show it's proof of a of a crashed spaceship. Yeah, there Does was it... a picture that came out and it showed it. It, it, like a trail and something at the end of it. Yeah, they, they've kind yeah. of sussed what that is. Um, so they released the original photo of what that was. And you know these massive um, research stations that you get in Antarctica and the Arctic? Yeah. They're, on, they're on sleds. They're on skids. You can move them. In fact, they had to, oh, rec- okay. they had to yeah. recently move the British one. So we've got a massive one there, a research station, um, that we provide meteorologists to and stuff and i don't know if you saw in the news recently a massive part of the ice shelf broke off and when they knew it was happening they moved the entire research station away from it and obviously it creates a trail and it happens all yeah. the time they have to because of meltwater and so on and that's what that was it was actually um they zoomed in on it they, they released a footage and it was a, it was a shed load of it was basically a convoy of trucks on skids moving that caused the trail so that's the thing. A lot of these things can be proven genuine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still think that there's there's stuff happening in the Antarctic that is definitely people don't want us to know what's going on there because they're so protective of what's going on. And, and as Carla says, the Falklands, um, perfect stopping point because to fly to the Antarctic, you've got to go um, via the Falklands. All our meteorologists fly yeah. south. They stop at Ascension Islands first, which has got a massive Met Office and a meteorologist section. And then from there, they go to the Falklands. Um, there's no other way of getting there. It's it's just way too far, yeah. which is why. It's it's, it's, yeah, that's why it's same in Chile. It's too, too far, too far. Yeah. So, but it, I think that's where it's all happening, I think. And it's also very protected. You cannot go to the Antarctic without a permit. You, you can't get there whatsoever. You're just not allowed. That's the bit yeah, where yeah, conspiracy theories go crazy because they start saying, why can't um, just random person go there with a plane or a boat or a ship, I should say. But you can't. You literally, they don't let many people on, do they? I'm no, sure the government pretty... will say due to pollution, due to pop- uh, not population, uh, pollution, I should say. Um, but it does add fuel to the fire where the the only thing I would sort of suggest is because the, the, you mentioned the maps from about 500 years ago. So how did this person who created these maps know about Antarctica? And if there were civilizations living there, people can ask who, what happened to them and did they flourish as a civilization? And if they were, for example, eradicated and these were advanced civilizations, then we're going to start thinking, shit, what's going to happen to us? That's the bit why I always sort of thought about why we're sort of scared of our past and and if we did, we, I always wish people we can always learn from our mistakes, but we're always trying to sort of oppress people, like not tell them the knowledge, and then it goes back to I, Antarctica. Yeah, I think a lot of it is down to, I know it always seems to build out of this is is religion. So, for instance, the old story of if if aliens did visit Earth, uh, intelligent life, the government wouldn't tell anybody because of the anarchy it would cause the sheer panic because instantly and i think a lot of it is hollywood is to blame because at the moment any any aliens that visit earth are instantly they want to blow us up independence day for instance independence day yeah so oh, ah, yeah, you have, yeah. yeah you would have you would have absolute chaos if the american government suddenly announced oh yeah they visited us in ships they've said hello and stuff 
you would get absolute anarchy because you would have all these people think they're here to kill us and the world would just fall to pieces. You would have the religious, the fanatics that think that's impossible. We got We're the chosen race, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it would just, the sheer chaos that it would cause, it's just easier to keep it quiet, um, which is why I think they would keep anything like that quiet as well because of of the the group of people that would just just go off the rails i mean look at what happened with trump supporters recently taking over the capitol building that was a small group imagine that yeah on across the world scale across the world if it was announced that we'd been visited by intelligent life it would be unthinkable and as i said a lot of it is down to hollywood creating this image that will get annihilated with the first contact we make, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing where you mentioned religion and it's sort of the two biggest religions is Catholicism or Christianity and Islam. And they're probably, if you add them to uh, religions together, you look at about three and a half, four billion people on the planet, which is, yeah. that's quite, that's half the planet shitting themselves because they'll think, no, we're, we're the chosen race, we're the chosen people. And now you realise, Shit! No, we're not. We're we're just we're just practically bacteria or cockroaches. Yeah. Then that's and the then bit where you're going to meltdown. Yeah, and instantly one person just needs to. Oh, they're here to take us. They're here to, to to drain us of our resources. I don't know if you remember, ever remember the show V. Yes. Back. Yeah, yeah. It just just straight away. I mean, that's how long ago we had this crazy idea that we were going to have our resources stripped um, by some alien race that whose planet was suffering. It's and even back then. You've got people like David Icke who thinks the royal family are lizards. That's V. I mean, it's in in the early eighties. That's where that rubbish came from. It was Hollywood once again to blame for. So, if as I, as I was going back to my original point, if we had this monstrous asteroid heading towards us, and they knew that Planet X or this asteroid was going to hit us in about ten years' time, they wouldn't tell people because that's ten years of sheer anarchy and people going off the rails, thinking, well. I'll do what I want because I'm not going to be here for much longer. So it's... Yeah, yeah. I, I, you always have you to choose who survives and who dies. So you have to... I'm sure you yeah. you, you have to pick, okay, certain people under the age of 40, uh, scientists, uh, geologists, uh, engineers, plumbers, for example, because well, that's, that's what they need to start selecting. They, they civilise the people, say a million people, which are going to repopulate the say America, say a million people from England, a million people from France, because you can't save everyone. A million people. I think you need 60,000, I think. Oh, because of the gene population. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think less than 60, I might be wrong, but less than 60,000. That's why I was saying about the the religious leaders. You had the religious leaders visit the Antarctic. Well, they would have to be involved because of all the people you save, regards for how many it is that it's going to be a cross-section of religion as well so you're yeah. going to have they're going to have a say uh, as well so it's even putin and the russian orthodox head of state visited antarctica as well yeah. as the pope and so it's it's all of it now why would they you know why on maybe earth? that's where they keep the aliens maybe that's the real <laughs> yeah. one. yeah well it, it, it is one for you just uh, talking about the pope the pope has gone on record probably i say a couple of years ago and he is welcomed 
uh, aliens. It, it wasn't talking about green men, but if there is life out there, then you would be welcomed into Christianity. It's a religious pissing contest, isn't it? It's like yeah. everybody. It's like everybody wants to be on the side of the of the of the new boys. So it's like if if these aliens pitched up in America and out yeah, they've come and chatted to us. The rest of the world would be like, well, that's not very fair. And it'd be like, well, now America have got aliens on their side. We're all doomed. And then it's you know you got a war. It's it's a it's a lose lose situation for everybody. So the aliens have probably sat there thinking, well, I can't land there because they'll kick off with them. And it's <laughs> it's like then then they'll just play off saying, you know what, stuff it. We don't bother with the Earth. It's crap. It's or oh, they go real... to Antarctica where everyone's got a part a slice yeah. of the pie. Well, they can make See, we're snowmen. back to aliens on a, in, in Antarctica again. <laughs> yeah. It'd be the, perf- be the perfect place for him. But I, I don't believe in any of this rubbish about the Earth being hollow and there being civilizations underneath it. No. It's just that would be impossible to hide because, and apart from one incident that happened, um, which was quite interesting. So, you know um, how they measure earthquakes? And the yeah, the Richter scale and stuff like yeah. yeah, so basically they have sensors all around the Earth at different listening locations. And when an earthquake kicks in, it resonates through the the Earth. And that's how they know the core of the Earth is molten with a solid iron ball in the middle and so on. Because of the way the waves of the earthquake pass through it. as it goes Well, it the bounces solid... off the iron, doesn't it? So you, It does, so yeah. On the now, angle, you, they know exactly where, where the aftershock's going to come back up, now, don't they? Yeah, something you can Google and read yourself, because it definitely happened, is there was an earthquake, and it was a powerful one. I can't remember where it originated from. But apparently it made the entire Earth ring like a bell, as if the Earth was hollow. Um, and they cannot oh, explain why. Um, it just gave this freq- this frequency that re- that resembled a bell. And was it which part, what part of the world was it? So I think the earthquake was in Alaska, because apparently they have some of the biggest earthquakes there and nobody knows because it's so remote. Anything mm. can happen there and nobody knows it. But apparently when it resonated through the earth and they measured it on the Richter scale, it also left this frequency like it dinged. It like made it the hollow. earth ding like a bell. Yeah. Now that, I still don't think we've got a hollow earth. I don't believe in any of that at all. Unless we've, um, got, unless we've got big holes in certain parts of the world, because the world's well, a big place. It's in South America somewhere. I think it's Chile or Paraguay. There's a cave system, isn't there, that's ridiculously deep, and they have to go down in suits to, to get keep the heat out. And it's got some of the biggest crystal wow. formations in the world. You, once again, you can look it up. Uh, and these things are like the size of houses, these pure crystals that are massive. It's got pictures of people stood on them, and it's so hot they've got to wear special suits. And that, that isn't that deep. So what's further down? We just don't know, do we, because we can't get down there. Yeah, you don't have to go that deep. I mean, even mines are quite warm. Yeah. The only, you know, my, my, how far, what's the deepest mine? Like three miles or something? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the UK, yeah. Well, it makes sense because Chile, Chile's got one of the biggest, some of the biggest mines because my father's from Chile. He was a, a copper miner and they, yeah. they literally, they used to go miles and miles down into the ground. So it, it would make I, sense. I'm just thinking you... coal mining, you know, in the UK, man. You know, they, they, yeah, they, they it was hot, hot. Yeah, it was hot and... You don't have to go. I mean, that's one of the alternative energies, isn't it? Is you know, why don't we drill down, push water down? It gets hot, comes back up as steam. This, you run the steam to generate a turbine. You've got energy out there for well, using the core. Earth's that's core. what they, that's what they do in Iceland, um, and not the place your mum goes to. 
Because <laughs> all mums go to Iceland. <laughs> it's, uh, in, in the country Iceland, um, all your heating is geothermal uh, venting. Mm. They just literally, all the water is heated up by the thermal vents because it's volcanic. And everybody's house is heated via that. Um, so it's free, free heating for everyone. So, so yeah, it does exist. That tech is already there. There's a couple of things I want to mention. Do you think we would get enough warning to get people, get 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 the 60,000, 10,000, 1,000, yeah. whatever the number is? Yeah, would I think we get so. enough warning? I don't, what, even from a, like a, a killer solar flare? Would you um, mean like, yes. a, like a warning for like a couple of days or like a couple of years, you think? Would you, what, what were you you'd, need, you'd need a couple of days to get people there, wouldn't you, Carlos? We've talked about how up. hard it is to get there. You'd need a couple of days to get people there. Talked about how hard. It is. Yeah, I think I, I think you would get more than enough because at the moment they can predict solar solar activity years in advance now. They, they, it goes in a cycle and some years are stronger than others, but they can predict when it's going to be a strong year and they can do it in advance because you get warnings about um, GPS and things being potentially yeah. affected. The other big thing is there's a, there's a couple, obviously, if it was a, something coming towards us from space, if it was big enough as a, like a world ender, they would see it. You could see it coming. Uh, well, we didn't small... spot that. We didn't spot uh, Oumuamua until it had gone past us. Yeah, but that's not a world ender. That's just it. We're talking something that would be big enough to wipe out a continent. But, uh, like um, a dinosaur. Like a size of Mount Everest. Like, 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 yeah. Mount Everest or like another that's, dinosaur. That's true. I mean, what, what was it? What, is it 20, uh, like a football pitch long or something? Yeah, exactly. That's not a world ender. And if that hit, it, yeah. yeah. I can think of a few places like that to it, but it'll probably wipe out. I don't think it has to be that much bigger, you know. Well, the one that hit uh, and took the dinosaurs out um, was pretty big. Um, not not like moon sized, but it was big. But it's inevitable; it's going to happen at some point. We're just we're not that lucky that we're never going to get hit by something large. It's happened a few times. They reckon the moon yeah. was created by something hitting the Earth. So it's yeah, it's, it was almost another planet, wasn't it? The moon's yeah, on. Exactly. If you think about it, the moon is. Um... And, it, and it, we should not be. Uh, it, that shouldn't be our moon. But they, they say they call it the second Big Bang, where two planets sort of, sort of punched each other, and the the sort of reverence of what was left over became the sort of the moon what is today. That's what that's but the that's a theory. They don't to, to honest it. They don't know how it. They just assume it's that. I've got an, I've got another question for you then. So mentioned earlier on about I was waiting for Carlos to mention no technologies we don't know about because that's your answer for everything, Carlos. But uh, <laughs> the guy the guy you mentioned when we when we brought this subject up called Philip Schneider. Yeah, Schneider. <laughs> Phil Schneider. <laughs> I like the name I Phil Schneider. To, I don't know if Jonesy went and had to look at his name. No, because no, it's. It's not so much. It's just the uh, Phil Schneider is. He became famous probably in the nineties. Was it eighties and nineties? Can't remember. Eighties, um, and More his 80s, father. Yeah. His father was a military person, and he started talking about. He when he discovered some because uh, he was working for the military, and he was sort of some kind of engineer, and he went. Uh, he went to the Juicy Mountains. Uh, spelled D-U-L-C-E, Juicy Mountains, in New Mexico. And they discovered there were some alien bases. So, yeah, literally alien bases where you could travel literally 
I can't remember, probably miles or kilometers down into the mountains. And there was a bit of a standoff between the US military and the aliens, where he was talking about where the four or five military people he was with were killed by some kind of technology they had, and even showed where his stomach was opened up by some kind of beam, and he he, he lost some of two or three of his fingers where it looks like it's been melted off, his hands have been melted off. And he, and he started talking about all these military bases, but these were the dark, evil aliens where they were kidnapping humans and doing experiments with them, uh, and that's where there was some kind of confrontation. And once he started going on some kind of, um, this was, would be before social media, YouTube, so he'd probably be going on some kind of terrestrial TV. And he started getting a bit of momentum, and a lot of people started uh, reading and talking about him. And then, lo and behold, uh, about a year, so not even a year, probably a few months after he was going public, he was found dead in his apartment. Yeah, that was interesting. They also say that... Uh... A load of people he worked with also ended up the same way, but the I never saw any evidence or any other names. Uh, also, when I was looking at this, I do remember this story, man. I do remember this story from like the nineties. Um, yeah, and uh, I just sort of dismissed it. I remember a friend telling me about it. Oh yeah, this guy, and there was a stand. He reckons he was the he reckons he, he was the first one to see him. He says he went down. He describes how he was in this spacesuit type outfit and he said but there's this awful smell and it was it was like the worst garbage can you could ever smell and there were these three or four aliens and he said he had this water ppk and he he gets his he gets his gun out i mean what's an engineer doing with a gun when you've got a marine a marine stood behind you with a machine gun he gets his gun out and he reckons he killed two of them and then the third one did this laser beam thing on him and, um, and yeah. opened him up like a sardine, didn't they? Say. Yeah, and then and the marine pushed him back into this uh, lift or whatever, and and he was hauled back up. But uh, sixty people, he reckoned, died. But he also went on. This is why I mentioned to describe this this laser beam type tunnel making machine, which I have seen someone actually put a YouTube video together, um, and they compare it to. Have you ever seen the film The Core? Yes. Where they go down to the core yeah. of the earth to restart the spin of the, <laughs> of the and they have to set some like nuclear devices off to get the yeah. core going yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly how that's exactly how that works. That that Hollywood thing works. But uh, this guy, this Philip, definitely came out with it before Hollywood came out with it. So it wasn't the other way around. But um, but yeah, that was that was interesting. The one thing that I find, uh, obviously coincidences do happen, but once he's going public and he's in the public domain and he's doing um, lectures or speeches, whatever you want to call it, and then so he's, he's got the attention of the world, because uh, this is the, obviously through newspapers and uh, new, news outlets, then he just commits suicide in his apartment. Obviously, we don't know what mental state he was in or if he had... Um, if he was mentally not stable or he owed the mafia money, we don't know. But I just find it uh, strange where he's done the hard bit and then he just takes his own life, allegedly. So, um, so that, yeah, well, you don't know if he had depression or anything, do you? And um, that can be yeah. said about a lot of people that have tried to, un- you know, uncover stuff. It's a case of, so the problem I've got is that a lot of Americans, they're just desperate for fame. 
and they've been it's been like that for decades um, yeah. they'll come up with anything to get famous and when they don't become famous or famous for the wrong reasons that's when they top themselves um so you have to take everything that people come out with with a pinch of salt because the mountain range that he was on about anyone could go there and have a look you know it's not like it's completely cut off from civilization and no one can check his theory out a lot of this stuff just never holds water because like the jesse ventura video it, it ends very conveniently at a certain point and never carries on it's just purely yeah. sense it's sensationalism and and <laughs> i i think if if that sort of thing did exist i don't think for one minute aliens would pitch up and let themselves be discovered that easily they've traveled light years it's it's like the old thing about oh yeah aliens there's a, there's a ufo there it's got flashing lights on it i don't think for one minute that aliens are going to travel thousands of light years with them the most amazing tech to have traffic light system attached to their ship to advertise the fact they've just pitched up it's like <laughs> it, for me it's like no if they're clever enough to get here they're going to be clever enough to hide completely and not get discovered in the middle of a mountain by some some bloke with a space battle it just sounds way too yeah that's what, too I, that's much. what I, I dismissed that in the 90s when i read it it's probably not so much that it, it, sometimes you leave like a, a serial you might have the the world's greatest serial killer and he might leave uh, a breadcrumb he might leave a, a fingerprint or he might leave some of which you, you'd be able to catch him so sometimes i just feel these uh, advanced civilizations could uh, sort of get complacent and leave the back door open or forget to close off an old, uh, say if they had an old military base in a mountain and they forgot to close it off or just completely seal it off. The, the, it goes back to, I think you mentioned early on in the podcast, you, you talked about uh, obviously Independence Day, they make aliens. And I do believe there's, like on this planet Earth, the yin and yang, we have the good and we have the bad. He Obviously, Phil Schneider talks about these aliens being uh, malevolent they were not good. They were here, sort of like experiment. They were just, they want the, the sort of like the perfect story, kidnapping people and just doing experiments on them. Literally, he says he was just doing experiments, and he said he, I think he talks about he was seeing like lots of body parts dismembered and melded together, and like experiments have been done on them, on these humans. Um, so I'm assuming if is if we do believe there's a civilizations what live in the on the in the universe, we could have the good side and also the bad side and that's the what the phil schneider talks about he talks about the the aliens you you wish don't exist because obviously if they are horrible and violent and uh malevolent then we've got no chance but it just i'm not saying it's true or false it's just i just found it interesting because he um his father was military person as well and he, he had it he, so he had a background he had a, he has a picture of his dad talking to another guy and he holds it up, and on the video he holds the picture up, and you can't see it because the video quality is that bad. But you can go and find it on websites. And I expected, I thought he was holding the picture up, and it was some grey alien. He's going, "This is the alien, and this is what he's called." <laughs> uh, what, what, what this, what ruins it for me is he reckons the alien was from Venus. Oh. Now Venus is not, yeah. There's not... It was very Venus was like the cliched sort of. So originally in the in the, the yeah. very early fifties and sixties it was Mars, Mars and the Martians. Then it changed to Venus, and then so yeah, that in the eighties all aliens came from Venus because Mars we would be able to we could see through a telescope and prove that they didn't, and Venus became the mystery until the Russians actually landed a probe on Venus and took pictures of the surface, and nothing's living on that shit all. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's 
It's awful. One that satellite, what went to Venus from the Russians, was it just uh, ex- shot out the sky? He said there was some. I was no. sure I read something. It was completely. Shot, there was something with it. There was no. a, uh, a satellite. that was shot out the sky, like it was just. Nah, it it landed. So it's the only one that's ever been to Venus. It landed on Venus and took photos. It took its. It took photos of it land as it landed and then on the surface, but because the the atmosphere is so harsh, it literally melted um, after about it's forty hottest, minutes. It's, it's the hottest planet yeah. in the solar system. It's hotter than Mercury, even because though Mercury is closer to the sun. Because of its composition, it's at its atmosphere yeah. and its composition, it just melted. But they got some yeah. amazing pictures, and a lot of people forget that we've actually got pictures of the surface of Venus. Um, th- they reckon that our best chance for life, once again, this goes back to Antarctica, is um, Europa. Because yeah, the moons of ice... Jupiter. Yeah, it's it's an ice planet. You're talking miles and miles of ice, and they reckon the water underneath is warm because of the core. That's just like Antarctica. So it kind of mirrors it. You know, if you're going to harbour life, it's going to be under there. Uh, and that's their neck. They're looking at, they're planning on trying to get there. I mean, to be honest with you, we've only just really started going to Mars properly, haven't we? It's going to take a long time for us to even reach somewhere like that. We're a bit, we're a bit backward when it comes to space exploration. Going back to Antarctica, I've just remembered one of the other things I wanted to mention. But uh, again, it's a video I'll share. Um, the, the it's it's on YouTube. The most hidden underground cities. It's only it's only a few minutes long. It's quite good. But there's um. There's these guys underground in London, and they just they uh, they just uh, use an old base. Uh, I think they were I can't remember if they were tube tunnels or something. It was something it's something like that. They look very tube tunnelly uh, that were disused, and literally they've got they basically got a farm underground. They're just using um, uh, obviously they're using special lights to replicate the sun. I can't remember what the type of lights called, but yeah, they're using. Um, just using lights and they've got uh, hydroponics and everything set up to to if if uh, efficiently use seventy percent of the water. So there's so there's, there's there's very little waste than you normally would. It's it's quite interesting. Yeah, all the tech is there to live underground. Um, even down to so if you look at um, Elon Musk's batteries, I mean he was yeah. he res- he's rescued so many countries with his batteries and didn't he produce that massive battery in Australia not long ago? So the tech's there. You could quite happily live underground, as you say, with the farming. Uh, the water, the fresh water's there. Power, musks. You know, the Antarctic gets that much light over a certain period. Um, so it's it's like it's light for six months of the year and dark for six months. Um, and you can gather that light over the six-month period, store them in musks batteries, and power it for the dark period. It's... All the tech is definitely sat there. Well, um, Elon Musk said the same thing, where we could, if we had solar panels, say uh, a radius of uh, 100 metres, so 100 miles by 100 miles, we could um, uh, power the planet, the entire planet. So 100 miles by 100 miles, that's fuck all. Which just shows uh, what well, you should say, Jones. You've got, that... got plenty of room in the desert to do that. Yeah. Exactly, Sahara, but why don't we do that? So the technology's there. I, I don't know. I think it's all down to money. It really is money, and it you start giving away patents. If, for instance, they reckon that we've had water-powered fuel cells for cars for decades, but the oil companies bought them because they want money for their oil. You know, we've still got oil to sell. Uh, if we release all these water-powered cars, 
we're we're done for in you know we're done for so all this amazing tech to give it away that's why iphones are so expensive you know oh, yeah. it's it's crazy tech it's all big money um and if you give something away for free you ain't getting the cash it's just the way of the world like tesla that the original tesla yeah. nikola tesla he gave it away for free and he died penniless in his hotel yeah. room Exactly, and it, it, the world is greedy. At the end of the day, it's all about cash. So you're not going to get anything for free. But I think if going back to the the Antarctic thing, if there was some sort of a super place, a refuge built, it would be a multinational thing. The problem you've got is that on the on the flip side of it is if you were to construct something so big on such a grand scale, how could you keep that operation secret? Because you're going to see a flotilla of ships moving back and forward from the Antarctic because the materials and the infrastructure it would take to build something of that scale that the equipment needed is is astronomical, which is why mm. I suppose if it was Antarctica, it's easier to hide that sort of activity in Antarctica than it would be in the States. So because th- this day and age with social media and people, it's their hobbies to find the shit out. You can't hide it. You couldn't hide it in civilization because it, it would get out instantly. You couldn't build a super base in the middle of, under a Walmart because people are nosy, you know. Yeah. It just does happen. So I think Antarctica is the place. It's the most uninhabited, barren place on Earth. There is nowhere like it. Um, even on Google Earth, there's no satellite going over it properly to record what's there. So... If you're going to do it, it's there. It's the only place on earth you could build anything of that scale, I think. 